What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. And with me, as always, is Sleeping Beauty himself. Colin Mitchell. I had to take a nap for you guys. What can I say? You know? <laughs> Colin's hair is disheveled. He doesn't I, really know had, where he is. He woke to, up about 10 minutes ago. I had ago. to wear a hood to, to, to block the light, you know? No, that's how you know. He just fell asleep I at needed, like 6 and woke up no, at... No, 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 no. I watched the game. I watched the game. Oh, yeah, you did. I I'm came sorry. in here. I put my hood up. I was like, all right, all right. It's 9.15, 9.30. Hell no. <laughs> Woke up. What time is it? It's eleven. Yeah, I woke up at like ten fifty. Yes, as I was pulling up, like Colin, and then Brody I called me. <laughs> well, also, Brody's weird. He uses Facetime audio. For no, everything. no, no, no. Whenever I press your your phone, it goes to Facetime audio. Regardless, whenever I text Colin, <laughs> he got like super defensive. Whenever look, no, I don't. Okay, I don't. Whenever I text Colin and he doesn't answer, I immediately know that he's just sleeping. That's you know, all that's, he does. That's pretty good though, because that means that if I don't resp- that means that when I am up, that you expect me to instantly respond, which means I do. Yes. Remember when we were supposed to go to the rice game? Well, we did go to the rice game. Remember that? All right. Let me tell this story. I don't all know right, if it was. Already, I don't we know if it was already told. To yeah, about. yeah. Get you get your notes ready. You know. So, uh, <laughs> told Bruni to be here at I think seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Bruni's here at seven o'clock in the morning. He calls me. I'm like, all right, all right. I'll be right out. <laughs> he just woke me up. Bruni has no idea. He's in the car. I fall back asleep on accident. He he texts me a bunch, and my like I get like the secondary alert on the phone. And I look at it, and I'm like, "Uh oh!" <laughs> it says he's like, "Please update me. <laughs> Where are I you?" I was so I was so upset. It was 35 minutes. I was sitting in the car just. And he tried not to be upset when I got in the car. And I apologize. And then we had to make a four hour trip to Houston. Hey, listen, I all drove right. all the way back. So, what all right, Colin. All right, now that we've aired our grievances out. Yeah. That's pretty good. Our only grievance is me not, you know. <laughs> you being asleep. I'd say our relationship's pretty good. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so we have a new thing now. Bruni has to recap all the games in 30 seconds each. Yes, because there were three games. This is why I want to do this, because there were three games, and so I don't want to... We have a lot to talk about. You know, we're going to do a... Obviously, we're going to talk about how good this team is. We're going to do a roster rundown. And then we're going to preview the UTEP and UTSA games that are coming up. And we're going to talk about how good this team can be at the end of it all. So we have a lot to talk about. And I don't want to keep you all here for five hours, even though we could talk about how good this team is for five hours. So That, that means this team is pretty good. That, this team is pretty good. So we're gonna. I'm going to recap the games in 30 seconds. Colin... Okay, no hype for the La Tech one. You just have to say it. Do you? There's no hype. All right, no hype. We're all just, right. just going to say what happens. 30 seconds, all right? All right, so I'm give ready. Me, so whenever you press it, be like... Three, two, 10, one. 20. Okay. All right, so North Texas, Southern Miss. They played last Thursday on the road in Southern Miss. Um, Southern Miss was 0-5, 0-4 entering the game. North Texas jumps out to a pretty good lead, goes up 44-34 at halftime, and then the second half just smothers Southern Miss, holds them to 18 points in the second half. And um, uh, <laughs> Mo Gibson, 17 points. Uh, Javion did his thing, 13 points, 10 assists, no turnovers. And yeah, North Texas pretty much dominated from the opening tip. And it was a convincing win against a team that we know is not good. So we kind of had to take what we could. Uh, they finished the game 11-27 from three. And that's it. That's pretty good. One more. Go. You just got to keep it rolling. Oh, I'm okay. going. All right. Next, next up. Next up. North Texas versus Louisiana Tech. As you all know, this was a great, great, great game. So, <laughs> North Texas, um, they actually got a pretty good lead to start off, and 
They were able to hold Louisiana Tech, make them very uncomfortable throughout the game, especially in the first half, holding them to 24 points to go up 33-24 at half. And then the second half, nope, everybody just stopped scoring. Basically, that's the game. And Louisiana Tech, uh, Maury Archibald was great, 17 points. And then, yeah, it's basically JV on floater. All right. Um, And then last but not least, North Texas Rice tonight. Well, when you're listening to it, it'll probably be a couple nights ago on Monday. Regardless, North Texas wins by 20. First half, Rice did a really good job offensively. And North Texas looked kind of out out of sync. Second half, North Texas comes, clamps down, holds Rice to 27% shooting. And... Uh, yeah, Mo opened it up. Javion did great. Javion had 24 points and hit a three at the buzzer when there was nothing to play for. So that was great. How much more time do I have? I still got time? Oh, no? Okay. You wasted about three seconds asking how much time you had. <sighs> That's it. I did it. That's pretty good. I was I was Man, normally we don't we don't get through the recaps until we're like 17 minutes in. I know. In. I know. I noticed that cuz I listen to the podcast. Yeah. Colin, so yeah, like, I do too. And so I, I always skip through the recaps. I skip the recaps <laughs> myself because I I always I'm always like, you know, I already know what happened. Yeah, and I feel like the people who listen to the podcast also yeah, know, know what, what happened. happened. Yeah. They they care about the analysis exactly. Of the game exactly. So, but it is good to give that context. So, um last thing I will add was that Louisiana Tech game was just so bare for that last seven minutes. and Hey, bare but exciting. It was. Then Louisiana Tech scored, got the and one, and missed the free throw. And then Javion Hamlet goes the distance of the court in four seconds and makes a game-winning floater at the buzzer. The refs have to review it for about 10 minutes. Six I'm minutes. saying 10 minutes. Right, I'm going to we'll, say 10 we'll minutes. I'm going to tell my kids 10 minutes. And... <laughs> Back in my day, I when, covered a team. When I tell him, yeah, when I tell him about that Javion Hamlet shot, man, whoo, what a play! Are we sold on Chef Ham? Is that a good nickname? No, I, I agree. We're gonna go through the nickname when we do roster rundown. We'll go through the nicknames. Okay, okay, that have been appointed to them. Yeah, and then our own nicknames. Yeah, because I think I haven't thought of any. <laughs> we definitely have to come up with some nicknames. The because... team, the team Twitter used momentum, Colin. No, they use mo something momentum. momentum. But we, but used, you know what they wanted to, you know, right, what right, right. You didn't. They didn't want to be called out and have the force of Mean Green twenty four seven upon Look, them. <laughs> we got like four hundred fifty six followers, Colin. Listen, they liked your they he, they liked your tweet. They did. They did. That means they listen. <laughs> shout out! Shout, shout out to North the Texas, North, shout out to Texas basketball. <laughs> Grant, Woo. good win, my man. Yeah, shout out Grant, <laughs> Grant McCaslin. All right. So all the time that we saved, not recapping, we just made up for by just talking about random stuff. Yeah. So, so Colin, this team is now six and one. Yep. This team is now in sole possession of first place by half a game over West Kentucky right now because they were the only, only they were one of four teams to play tonight. The other game was Charlotte losing to Old Dominion. And the ones don't matter. And West Kentucky, I believe, is still at five and one. Let me. I have the stats right here. Yes, West Kentucky is still at five and one. Uh, Louisiana Tech four and two, FIU four and two, et cetera, et cetera. Last podcast we came on here, Colin, and you proclaimed that this was the best team in Conference USA. Yep. I was hesitant. Yep. I said that this team has the fewest holes, which I think is a pretty reasonable thing to say. I think it's still no, right. No, I, I agree. I, like I think this team right. has it's by minimal holes. Far and away the least holes in Conference USA. I, we'll get into one hole that I'm kind of concerned about moving forward in a second, but right now I just want to rave about how good this team is for like the next 20 minutes. So, anyways... Least amount of holes. But going into this three-game stretch, Southern Miss, La Tech, Rice. I said, all right, you got to win the Southern Miss and the Rice games. Louisiana Tech game, that's a toss-up. You can lose it, and you'll be okay. And I'm not saying that 
they showed that how much of a better team they were against Louisiana Tech because obviously it was a game-winning floater that you you know you just make it at the end that has like a twenty percent chance of going in. It goes in. <laughs> well, then again, it's Javion's floater, so let's say thirty percent chance of going in. It's really good. Wow. On the move. I mean, that's just a tough shot. So they win that game, and like you said, you said it on Twitter, or you said it on the board as well. Those are games that they found ways to lose last year. Yes. This time they found a way to win. That win, combined with two convincing wins against bad teams, not bad teams, but, you know, bottom of the struggling teams, we'll say. Right. Has given me enough confidence, Colin. Is this your official proclamation? Colin. Sorry. This is a moment. No, no, no. No, it's okay. I understand you get excited. Yeah. Colin, you were right. You did it. You did it, Colin. You were right. Man, I got to take out before Bruni did. That's this good. This team, I mean, I, I was hesitant. I didn't want to be early because, I mean, think about it. When we dusted this podcast, the team was 3-1. and one. Yes. And I was like, all right, they're only 3-1. and one. Like, where they're not even like a third of the way through. Now they're almost seven games in. They have two home games against UTSA and UTEP coming up. Worst case, they split them, in my opinion, obviously. Knock on wood. I don't. Yeah. I don't. But I don't foresee them losing both at home. That right. would be shocking. And that would make us look like idiots. But at this moment, I just don't see a team outside of West Kentucky that is better, that could be better than North Texas. Louisiana Tech is really good. But I think Louisiana Tech also play, playing at home, um, they caught North Texas by surprise with the defense that they played where they trapped the ball handler on the screen. They trapped Javion. They made mm-hmm. Javion give it up time after time. Mm-hmm. And just like Western Kentucky caught North Texas off guard, Louisiana Tech did the same thing. They caught him off guard. The difference was Western Kentucky was obviously leading to layups, whereas Louisiana Tech was just leading to missed shots. It's different. I think North Texas, Graham McCaslin is has done such a good job time after time after time of learning and absorbing and then adjusting. I think by the time that they play Western Kentucky and Louisiana Tech again in pool play, where they're going to play with them both, I think they they can beat them both. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something way, way crazier than that. Okay, I agree. No, I'm like... like thought you were going to say they were going to blow out of the water, and I was no, like, no, my no, no, God, no, 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 Bruni. No, 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 no. <laughs> But Western Kentucky, like... If they figure out how to break that press, Western Kentucky could not guard them in the half court. No. Right? So... Because I mean, they, they didn't in the first, half and they couldn't game. even score in the in the half court mm-hmm. either. Western Kentucky, mm-hmm. like if we're talking, if we're being honest about this Western Kentucky team, they got insanely hot from three. They pressed very very well because they're an uber athletic team, they're an uber fast team, and then they scored in the open court. So it's like they had a lot going for them in that scenario, and obviously they beat the hell out of North Texas. I'm not gonna make excuses. First game of conference play at home, Western Kentucky did what they were supposed to do. However, just from what I've seen from Western Kentucky continuing to move forward, that North Texas game seems to be more and more indicative of something that Western Kentucky is not. They're not this last year's FIU team where they press you and they can score 90 points and they'll shoot a bunch of threes and they'll make a bunch of threes. This team is much more methodical than that. They are West Kentucky is not a team that I think that can do that every single time they play North Texas. Right. And I think Javion Hamlet just in the past six games alone, you put him against that that defense again. That's not it's not gonna be a problem. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm um, so 
And also, it just felt gimmicky. It didn't feel like a sustainable defense. I mean, uh, you had uh, Justin Anderson. Is that his name? Yes. You had him in Josh three. Anderson, Josh sorry. Anderson. You had Josh him Anderson. in threes. He's not a three-point shooter. He's a, a slasher that dunks everywhere. Yeah. I mean, obvious by his sports center things. Tavion, Tavion Hollingsworth isn't a ridiculous three-point shooter. He can sh- hit the three. He can get hot. But he's mostly a guy that kind of plays on the inside and in around yeah, the mid-range. Yeah. Oh, I just... So, I mean, so we just look at that team. And obviously, West Kentucky can win. Beat North Texas. I'm not saying that it's not yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. But as, then go to Louisiana Tech, and I still think that North Texas has a better offensive weapons than Louisiana Tech. I think Louisiana Tech's defense again caught North Texas by surprise. So we're talking about two instances where I think they were caught by surprise. Mm-hmm. And I've already been on record saying how good Grant McCaslin is at adjustments and preparing his team going into games. Like against Rice, it was a perfect example. They knew exactly what Rice was going to do. They knew that Rice was going to switch, and they knew that they had a mismatch in the post with Zach. So what they do? They fed Zach, and they knew Rice was, or they actually Grant said that they didn't know if they were going to double or not. So obviously, if they doubled in the post, Zach could operate out of there. If not, he did what he did: seven for seven, seventeen points. He was a monster. Didn't get doubled somehow. Yeah, didn't get doubled, <laughs> except to start the second half where it resulted in two threes. But regardless, like those are the only two teams that scare me: FIU, FAU, Charlotte, UAB, UTSA, Marshall, whatever. I don't, I don't care about them. They yeah. don't scare me. From a North Texas perspective, I should say, because so with those three teams at the top, I look at those three teams and I say, I think North Texas is the most consistent. And right. And this, this I goes, will go back to what I said last week. They have the least amount of holes. Right. Exactly. It's it's they're also they, the way they play is more sustainable. I mean, they play they can move the pace as much as they want to. They control the pace of the game. Like you said, Western, it relies on them getting hot and being streaky. North Texas, on the other hand, when they get hot and streaky, then they blow teams out of the water. For instance, another interesting thing I wanted to point out was the fact that we've now seen North Texas win in all four. I'm not going to say in all. We've seen North Texas win in all three ways that they can possibly win. We've seen them score and hold the other team to not scoring. I don't know how to word this properly, but you know what I mean? Right, yeah. The other team couldn't score and they scored. We've seen them not be able to score and the other team not be able to score. And we've seen them be able to score and the other team be able to score. Rice was scoring the ball at an insane clip to start the half. Mm-hmm. And no, the entire first half. North Texas was still up eight going in half. Yeah. They can beat you in any way. And to make it, to, let's let's just say what it is. They've almost won games where they've shot terribly and the other team has shot well. Yeah. Like, if we're going just back... Through their schedule, I mean, I'm not going to say the Oklahoma game because I feel like the offensively they were fine. But like if you go through the, the the Oklahoma game, the VCU game, I feel like the road the Rhode Island game, even though they lost by 13. I mean, I'm just saying you they have instances where like even when Arkansas they don't play well, the game. even when they don't play well, they're in games. Right, they're right there. They're in games. Like Marshall, obviously they won the game and I feel like defensively they were good, but like there was no point at Marshall where you're like, Oh, well North Texas finally hit their stride. No, they can win games where they don't play well. They can win games where their defense is bad. They can win games where their offense is bad. They can win games in multiple ways. They can win games through the post. They can win games through Javion Hamlet, Mo Gibson, open court, half court, you name it. This team is winning games those ways. Yep. And I just think there's no way you can watch North Texas play. And say that again. This team doesn't have the least. This team has the least amount of holes, and this team should, in theory, if their defense keeps up at this rate, they should win the conference. 
they should be able to go 15 and 3. Yeah. Like just just running off there. Like cuz they should win these two games at home. UTSA right. UTEP. Yeah. Obviously, I think it's going to be tough. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I mean cuz the way UTSA and U, I mean you they have scores. Both those teams have legitimately really good talent. Which which is going to be an interesting thing to see because outside of Western, which again like like we said was the first conference game, they were caught by surprise. It's going to be interesting how North Texas adjusts to one star player in Javon Jackson and then UTEP's weapons that they have. Because they haven't really faced anything like that outside of Western, but Western doesn't have the shooting. Yes, exactly. That uh, UTSA. Yeah, has. I think you said it exactly right. I think obviously UTSA has Ke- has Keaton Wallace and Javon Jackson, and then UTEP. I feel like is still a top five as far as just talent goes. Mm-hmm. Like they have dudes Williams and and uh, um not a Kogi. I forget the other backup center, the other center's name. Regardless, they they have so much talent. I just feel like that's gonna be those two getting two wins out of that. Is gonna be really tough, but we'll we'll preview those in a, in a second. I just want to continue to talk about how good this team is. So yeah, that that's 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 my that's my spiel about how why this team. You want to go, team. but game by game, why we think they're the best, the best uh, team in terms of the different things that we just, saw. Mm, okay, you mean of the last three games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about the God, that Southern Miss game feels so long ago. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it was only Thursday, too. It was less than a week ago. That's crazy. I just remember Southern Miss being very inept. Yeah, Southern Miss was... North Texas didn't look like they needed to play, really. Uh, I mean, they just kind of came to the game and, and just played their game. It wasn't anything crazy. But what it did show us is that they can beat bad teams. And they didn't have to be excellent. I think that it. the Southern Miss game showed me similar to to what the Rice game showed me. Except Rice, I feel like, was far more talented excited and talented i guess yeah but like just ready to play i guess I don't yeah know. rice was rice was really good they were really patient on offense rice was one of the first teams now there's probably another team that stood out but this rice really stood out because they looked like they were a step ahead of north texas defense in mm-hmm. the entire first half i agree so obviously we know just from watching the games we know where north texas help is going to come from right mm-hmm. they're going to force you baseline they're going to try to take a charge and hope that you're out of control there and if not they're going to hope that you you know skip past it and then rotate from there basically rice did a good job of like taking what north texas gave them and then off of like the help like crashing off i don't know yeah crashing off the help and then like rotating up with their shooters i don't know how to word it to where it can be easily visible in someone's head but basically they slashed right off the help and you had the and it made them collapse yeah and And then the the shooters shooters would yeah go up to the top of the key and whatnot like that and then so it's you had to decide do you want to hug the shooters do you want to guard right so you you had zach helping and then they had uh who's that zach chrysler Oh, I don't remember. You were watching the broadcast. Yeah, I think his name is... I don't remember how to pronounce his name. They're big guy. He yeah. was he hit like two threes, yeah. 11 points in the first half. So multiple times, uh, Zach had Chrysler, to have yeah. to run out to him and mm-hmm. he would either, you know, dribble drive or whatever. Anyways, so that that was another thing in, in Rice. But in, in Rice, I also saw that North Texas was able to play fast. It was a fast and, and that And that was, that was probably the most impressive thing to me because Rice kept North Texas on their heels and they didn't collapse. Yes. And that wasn't when I was like, okay... Now we know that they can play with each every style of basketball. We knew FIU was kind of pacey team. They didn't look it. Rice, yeah. like you said, they I don't remember the half score. What was it? Halftime uh, score was forty four thirty six. Right, forty four thirty six. No Texas up by eight. 
but it felt so fast. Rice was playing fast. They scored the first four points. Yeah. And you kind of were like, okay, is North Texas going to be able to slow the How are they going to play this? They're going to slow the game down? But they ran with them. And I think that was probably the most impressive thing that I saw because they weren't afraid of that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a product of knowing you're the better team or if that's a product of, I mean, they did turn them over a lot. Bryce had 16 turnovers and that was 23 points for North Texas. So, you know, it's kind of in different scenarios. Mm -hmm. I know they like running off turnovers, obviously, but for example, Moe's mid-range jumper at the end of the game where it was like two minutes left. Like I was like, why why are you shooting that? that? I could not believe that. And he just hit it. I was like... And, okay, it, and it cool. looked like it looked like like there was no hesitation. I looked at the bench. No. Grant didn't care. Like you know, like no one's. It's like no one's batting an eye. Like they just see this all the time. Exactly. And I was really worried that. I've been worried that teams are gonna find like cracks in this defense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like I said, Grant is gonna be a step ahead again. I mean, for this team to be a top three defense in conference USA. Again, I have I've watched uh, I've watched at least a little bit of every single team, but I haven't seen enough to definitively say North Texas is the best because I've UAB is good, mm-hmm. FIU, you can go down the list, La Tech, like those are all good defensive teams. So let's just say I think it's safe to say they're a top three or four defensive team in the conference, right? And I, that alone puts you in the conversation to win every single game. Absolutely, especially with the way that they are able to dictate the pace and they're able to on offense feed the post on offense, run it down and get still get good shots late in the clock. And not even necessarily feed the post. It's just like so I I mean you remember me complaining about how they that's all they were doing. Mm-hmm. JVM was struggling. Mo was inconsistent or not inconsistent, but he was like the only guy doing anything. Yeah. And it was just like feed Zach, let Mo score. But now it's like like you said earlier, it's a game by game basis. It's like, okay, Zach needs to get his this game. Yeah. Throw it to him. They didn't double them all game except for twice, and that led to two Mo threes. Great. Javon Amodi to do something. Okay, first half. There you go. Like the the way this team is able to adapt and not play selfish basketball. Like the extra. I don't think I've seen so many extra passes by a North Texas team ever in my entire life. Yeah, that and, DJ Thomas exchange was really good. Yeah, on the, on the wing, whereas mm-hmm. DJ Thomas Thomas drive kick out DJ for three, and I was just like, that's when I tweeted, "This team is disgusting." <laughs> yeah, because it's just like. Like, it's just so far and away what I thought this team was going to be. Like, I knew they were going to be good, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone was like, they're just going to be, like, playing with other teams. And they're going to be, like, beating the hell out of bad teams. Yeah, and, I mean, like you said in your tweet, they are disgusting the way they play. Like, it's like, you got Javion crossover middies, floaters, step-back threes. You got Mo hitting NBA multiple NBA threes. No one's batting an eye. Transition threes, no one's batting an eye. You got Goo Duncan. You got Zach in the post. I mean... What are you going to do? Jalen Jackson coming in <laughs> and getting a steal, a, a layup. I'm like, what are you going to do? Dude, who is this? What is like, happening? And it, again, it's it, it's so surprising. And the most surprising thing to me about it is not that it's happening. It's that it just looks like they've all done it before. Yes. And I think that you and I both thought that this team was going to have to take a little bit farther along before they even we even thought that they could get to this level. Yeah. Whereas like after the WK game, we were here, we're like, Oh, we don't know. Like, yeah, it might take until mid January. Yeah. Mid January. This is the way we thought they were going to be at the end. Yeah, and I, I might have said that on the last podcast. I might have said on the last podcast that it's going to take until like the end of like the start of pool play for them to really like hit their stride. They're hitting their stride. And the if, stride is here. And if they're not, if it's not their stride, <laughs> there's something else. The stride, if this isn't the stride, they're <laughs> going to the, the tournament. I'm sorry. <laughs> if this, yeah. If this isn't the stride, they are far and above the best team in Conference USA. 
at that point. But yeah, I mean, there's so much we can say. We'll go through our roster right now later, and that'll probably organize everything a lot more. Yes. But man, there's just so much you can take away from these three games. North Texas 17, fast break points, Rice 0. But see, watching the game, you wouldn't have thought that. I agree, but then I think that North Texas does a good job at getting back. So while Rice was pushing no, the ball, I agree, they weren't agree, getting but, advantages. But like if I'm just watching the game and Rice is pushing the ball, you're like, oh, maybe they got a few there, a few here and there, or you know, anything like that. And it's just, I don't know. This team is very poised as well. Like yes. they just don't, nothing seems to affect them mentally. I, I don't, I, and I think one thing that we haven't talked about yet is that the fact that they're still shooting like 40% from three every single game. Yeah. Every single game. And it's, 11 and it's, for 27 against Southern Miss. And again, it doesn't look fluky. There's no. no. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, DJ's going to hit that one. You got Reese starting to hit stuff. My favorite play of the night. The only bad shooting performance was against La Tech, where they went 5 of 18. Yeah. And then La Tech, again, caught him off guard, I believe. Yeah, no, I agree. Rice, they shot 8 of 18, 44 percent again i told you before conference season starts if this team shoots 38 percent or better from three and they hold teams to like 31 percent from three they're gonna they might win the conference and they're still doing 60 that. points <laughs> like, like they're still doing that they're understand. still shooting the lights out of the and the thing is i think james reese should be shooting a lot better and i said this on the last podcast james reese I'm waiting for him to get this hot five-game streak where he like goes 15 of 25. That's what yeah. I'm waiting for. Well, well, what I was saying is uh, my favorite play of the night, and it's just nothing fancy. It's just whenever uh, I forgot who, who someone set a screen on the elbow, he ran around free throw line jumper. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's where Hamilton would bounce, baby. Yep, <laughs> like, like, that's all. Like, there's so many more levels this team can do. I mean, Mo, Mo hit that transition. Elbow shot for some weird reason instead of just like I don't even know. Tripping but yeah. imagine him not having a three and then just coming off a screen, not able to drive and just hit like a just a mid range. Like oh. you just add another level to Mo's scoring. Yeah. And it's man. Rose had a floater. I mean If Rose is able to somehow average seven points Rose, at any point in time. If Rose could do anything. <laughs> if Rose does anything on offense, like you said at the beginning of the season, cherry on top. It's icing icing on the cake. Icing. It is icing. So um. All right, three point shooting. All right, all right. Are we gonna start talking about our concerns? Yes. I have, I have yeah. two. Yeah, we can at talk the about top of my head. I have two. You just want to go back and forth, like one, yeah. one, one. Okay, okay. First, I will say that they're not as dominant of a rebounding team as that they used to, that they were the past two seasons, mm-hmm. which is weird, obviously, because they are a bigger team than they were the last two seasons. But La Tech, I was watching that game, and when a shot went up, I was like. Like I had, a, I was, I've never been concerned about offensive rebounds before from yeah. opposing teams. And this time I was like, LaTeX might like get like another shot. Like when they shoot the ball, like I dang and Zach were in the game and Louisiana tech is a physical team. They're a big team. And still in the past, that's never been an issue. Right. Defense rebounding. And obviously a lot of it's like at the guard position, you know, you Mo and Javion aren't good rebounders um, or at least big rebounders. But still, it's it's been it's been a uh, and it hasn't been bad. I'm not gonna say it's been bad, but it's it's probably been middle of the pack in conference USA. Mm-hmm. To, whereas last few years, it's been like number one. Right. And so I think I was looking at the rebounding margin. Actually, I'm not gonna pull it up. I think right they're now. plus four in the season though. Yeah, but I it's it's still I think it's fifth or something like that. Yeah, I mean they they I think it that was like on the broadcast. Ago. It said they had like 33 a game. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But still, yeah. It's, so that's probably my 
one of my biggest concerns right now is the rebounding because, again, Louisiana Tech is a big team, physical team. Uh, we know Western Kentucky has athletes that can rebound, and then we know a lot of other teams. I mean, Rice out-rebounded them. Obviously, is that was that right? Rice, yeah, Rice out-rebounded them by five, and they had 11 offensive rebounds. Like, it's just something worth noting here because while... Well, I think they're a good rebound team in the front court. I question if they're one through three can rebound. Like Reese rebounds, but he's not like. But you don't have a Ryan or a Mike on this team. Yeah, those guys. Those guys were really like weirdly like adept at. Yeah, getting I mean, rebounds. like every time <laughs> it was weird, especially um, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> at six four, he was a monster. But uh, but yeah, so that's probably my my first concern right now. What's uh, yours? my first concern would probably be bench scoring. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. tonight, I don't know how much there It wasn't a lot. But through the first half, I don't think anyone scored. Nine. Yeah, I, there was zero at half, nine at, nine at the end of the game. Yeah, so I think that's that's a concern. And I know that the, this bench is not a bad bench by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, they have great depth. It's just that if you, if Javion has an off night, Mo has an off night, whoever has an off night, yeah. you have to make that up somehow. Obviously, you'll get like your five or six from Thomas. But you need guys like DJ to to not to to not go off for like two games straight and then just be silent for yeah. a few games. You need DJ to be able to be consistent throughout the whole entire time that he's playing. Obviously defensively his, but there was a shot where he got it kicked out to him at the top of the key yeah. and he just like passed it. I mean, he, there was nobody around him and he could have just easily thrown it up and that's it, that inconsistency that kind of bothers me because it only takes a mo off night or a Javian off night because they're the catalyst of this offense yeah. and then what do you have? So, um I'd like to see somebody on the bench kind of step up. And it doesn't have to be in like a super big scoring load. It just needs to be enough. Yeah, well, yeah. Thomas, in 26 minutes, only had two points, and they were both off free throws where he went two of six. Mm -hmm. DJ had three points on one of two from three. Um, Jalen had two points. Rose had two points. Can I also factor this into my second concern? Sure, go ahead. Transition offense. Okay. Because... If unless they slow the ball down and reset, this team cannot score in transition offense. I feel like, mm-hmm. and it's I, I don't know the stats. They could be. Or do you mean by personnel, or do you mean by like how they? How I guess how they go about it. Okay. Because you'll have a guy running like tonight. You had Mo, and you had. It's not fluid. Right. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. Not fluid. This is probably the only thing that doesn't look fluid on this team. Mm-hmm. You have Mo, and like one of the plays. You had Mo on the left. You had DJ on the right. Mo looks behind him. He's obviously about to just get wrecked by whoever. He did get wrecked, yeah. but he could have laid it off to DJ. DJ might not have gone up with it, but you would have had somewhere else instead of possibly not getting fouled. Mo also had the bad alley oop pass. To- the bad alley oop pass. Uh, the mid range jumper, which again was just weird. But I mean, if you <laughs> can hit in. it, yeah. go for it. Um, Thomas running yeah. coast to yeah. coast and then just throwing it up at the bottom of the rim. Yeah. You need guys to be able to finish finish around the rim in transition outside of Javion, and that's I, concerning. To I me. think it's simple. Listen, if anyone's listening from the coaching staff, this is what you do. <laughs> if there's one player back on defense, if it's a one-on-two or anything like that, have the better shooter just go out to the three-point line in the corner, the other one drive, kick it out to them for three. Just shoot the three. Because I, <laughs> if, if that... Because if, literally, if Mo, team, like you said, no, Mo yeah. struggled. Mo had a turnover, or no, not a turnover pass. Almost a turnover pass. Mo had a layup blocked. Um, Thomas had whatever the hell that was. Yeah, he had that twice too. It wasn't just the one time. Yeah, that's time. what I'm saying. Like, this team is not does not have like I, James Reese is probably the best open court player, right? 
Am I forgetting someone? Javion, I'd probably say is better. Yeah, may, yes. I yeah, okay. Jav, Javion or James are probably the best open court players. No, I, I definitely agree with that. But Mo coming down with DJ on the side of him. If DJ is on the court anywhere on a fast break, just run to the corner. Just if the, if this team look adds for the three that there, and they just and people have to because then you'll start getting guys to where they'll guard the the perimeter, and then you don't have two yeah. guys trailing Mo. That's what I'm saying. It's like it just like you said. I think that's a good point. I think it's a good point because it doesn't look fluid compared to what they're doing mm-hmm. everywhere else. So, my other concern, those are both of your concerns, right? Yeah, I don't scoring have any, transition. Yeah, I don't have any more. My first one was was rebounding. I guess specifically defensive rebounding. Because offensive rebounding, I feel like they're still an adequate team. Yeah. Okay. Second concern is the four position. Forward or four? Which four. Four, okay. Four, power forward position, I guess, if you want to get specific. Dangu, Thomas Bell... Jemiah Simmons. Obviously, a lot of those guys, all three of those guys can play the five in yeah, certain sometimes moments. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do play the fives, but, you know, they're more so a four. Mm-hmm. Dang has been interesting because he's been struggling. I agree, yeah. Like, quietly, he's been struggling. And we don't really know what to make of it, except for the fact that teams are finally realizing that he can't shoot. Yes, which is weird because we all thought that he could shoot. <laughs> Look, if he had some confidence, and if he now nah, this is not an indictment on the coaching staff or anything like that, but I just feel like as a shooter, he's two of like twenty three on the year. Yeah. So obviously he's not. It's confident just he's right trying now. to play smart. Yeah, he's so he's feed. trying to take the right shots. He doesn't want to yeah. do that thing. And obviously as a coach, you don't want them him shooting like volume. But teams figuring out that he can't shoot has kind of put a wrench in this team's spacing that has been so good throughout the year. And so he's obviously, I mean, he had four points on one of two shooting in 16 minutes. He only two played, free throws. Yeah, two free throws in 16 minutes. He only played 16 minutes. And a lot of that is because Thomas is the the better option on offense. Like, he is. He's the better passer. He's a better shooter. And he can get to the rim just as well. He can't finish as well as Dang, but he can get to the rim at least. That development's been kind of weird to me. I agree. And yeah. I think they need Dang to... To shoot. It doesn't matter what you are. Him being 2 of 23 right now means nothing to me if he goes 10 of 30 of his next 33s. No, I agree. Because it keeps it keeps the defense honest. Because it doesn't like it doesn't matter. If he goes 10 of 30, 30 on his next 33s, he will be back. I mean that 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 offense will be back in a rhythm and to where Dang is legitimately one of the best offensive players on the court. At yeah. all times. Like, no, we yeah, saw how sure. quick he is. We know how good he is off right, the Right, because, because what happens now is he'll get the ball in the post and then he'll get doubled. And because he's not as a good passer, and he's probably not used to that, he turns the ball over. Whereas before, in uh, early non-conference, yeah. Jesus couldn't think of the thing. Okay. You know, he'd be at the top of the key, kind of head fake, then he could drive, dunk. You can't. Yeah. You don't see that from Dang anymore. Yeah, if, they're, if they're not closing out on you, it's hard to pump fake and go to the rim. Right, so. so uh, but, you know, that's been an interesting development. Grant even said after this game that he he dang can get a lot better, dang can get more comfortable, dang can find more ways to score, and he can manufacture those in a lot of different ways. But I think it just starts with making threes. And I the thing is, every single person I've I've talked to on this team about dang because I did that dang profile two weeks ago, a week ago, I don't remember. And Javion's first memory, no, most first memory of of dang was. 
walking in the gym, seeing Dang hit like 23s in a row. I'm not questioning if Dang can shoot or not. I'm questioning Dang's confidence right now. Yeah. And that is really tough for a shooter because... And the thing is, Dang has never been this like three point specialist, right? He's not, and he's not a volume shooter either. But still, last year at North Dakota State, he was averaging. Oh man, I'm not gonna remember the exact number off the top of my head, but he was shooting double what he is this year, and he was at least making them. I think it was like a 30 percent clip or something like that. Like that's fine. That's perfect. You just fine. have to be there. Mm-hmm. You just have to be able to do it. And so that's where I think the next step is for him is just being confident enough to take those, or maybe just space to the mid range. Just take the middies. Yeah, baseline uh, shot. Just take like, I'm the not middies. Mad at it. I mean, you just need some sort of spacing and in that. You can't be a slasher every time. Even right. Really and good at that. Otherwise, you're you're better to be a backup center than you are. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, um. But defensively, I think he's still. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, he's still good. That's why he still starts, and that's why he still plays. But yeah, so you go through him. Thomas is still a little up and down for my liking. Like tonight, I need Thomas to finish the rim. Yeah, me too. But I just don't. I just don't think. I don't think he's comfortable enough around the rim. Yeah, it's it's just it's not comfortable. It doesn't look. It doesn't look good. Right. It looks like he's like, looks like some easy thing, and then he just flails it around <laughs> and then like throws it up. Like he's too athletic. Like he's so athletic to like boom power dribble. Yeah. Boom, contort he- my body to get to the rim and then throw it off the glass like really hard. Like I yeah. <laughs> so it's just yeah him and then you go through it and Maya obviously has is good in spurts. Mine does what he needs to do. He's almost like Jalen Jackson. He's fine in spurts, but it's just still, he's still not quite there yet to where I rely on, I would be comfortable relying on him for playing over five minutes at a time. Right. Like it's got to be short stench with mm-hmm. him. Like for instance, today I wrote down in my book, he was trying to recover because he helped and then his guy caught it like on the block, took a dribble and he had to recover over. And so whereas Zach or Danger people would go over and just wall up. He had to go over and jump to make up for the height difference. So mm-hmm. it's just a different, and then he got called for a foul. So it's just different uh, at being at that height, how you have to play on right. defense. So, um, but yeah, that's the four position. Those are the three fours, pretty much. So that's those are. There's a concern there at that position for me. Everywhere else, I'm cool. One, two, three, five, cool. Everywhere else, but yeah, yeah that, that position. And we'll do our roster rundown in a second. We kind of did one, did it for uh, a few players, Thomas Dang and yeah. Maya, but. Everyone else, but yeah. So those are my those are my two concerns. Is that's it, right? It's got to be it. Yeah, I can't think. They're of a great free else. throw shooting team, three point shooting team, uh, points in the paint, assists. Yeah, I'm cool. All right, roster rundown. Yep. Okay, let's do it. Let me pull the roster up <clears throat> as if we don't know it. Here we go. Well, we forgot about players last year, and we did roster rundown, so <laughs> we don't know it. We did. Okay, Colin. Here we go. Talk to bottom. It's going in number order. No numerical order. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna make me pull up the other roster. Oh, sorry, I didn't know there were multiple. Well, actually, no, no, no. I'm gonna pull up the stats because I need to have the stats on hand. Okay. Here we go. Double zero. Actually, no, no, no. We're gonna do this by points per game. Okay. I believe that's what this is sorted by. Okay, Emoji Gibson. He is going to be a monster come like a month from now. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna just do something that we've not seen. It's no longer gonna be those deep NBA threes. Should we describe him in one in one word? Okay, yeah, let's do that. Alright, describe Mo Gibson in one word at this point, right now in this season. 
It's kind of difficult. I'm trying to think. Deadly. I would say Assassin, but I like Deadly better. <laughs> He's shooting 41% from three, 90% at the free throw line, 14.3 points per game. Still has 42 assists in 20 games. So, again, not great, but... He doesn't play point guard anymore. He doesn't play point guard anymore. So, um, yeah, 30 minutes per game. So, you said deadly? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm going to say... I'm going to say necessary. Boom. That sounds kind of like, like low. It sounds lame, right? Yeah, you got to come up with something way better All than right, that. Uh, that's, that sounds like... Not good. <laughs> well, nece- I mean, necessary in terms I under- of... This- I understand what you're going with that, but you need to think of a better word. Okay. Uh, shoot. <laughs> Just say it. I don't have good words. All I have is like... You're awful. Spectacular. You. <laughs> These are like fifth grade yeah. words. Um, Let's think. Everyone at Bruni on Twitter what word Mo is because he can't think of any. Wonderful. Ew. <laughs> Just, okay, money is going to be your word. All right, money, money. There you go, there Colin. You go. Good, good, good. Jesus. Thank you. It's like midnight right now, Colin. You got to give me some slack here. Okay. Okay, money. Yeah. No, his spacing is huge for this team. Defensively, he's really good. I still think he's another step that we're going to see this season. Step in where? As a creator? I think, not yeah. as a creator. I think as a scorer. We're going to see him score at another level. He's still struggling to score on the inside. Right, I understand that, but I think he's going to kind of back... I th- I don't think he's going to rely on his three-point shot as much when it's not needed, if that makes sense. I think he's going to you know, be a little more crafty, maybe off the dribble, but yeah. we'll see. Okay. All right, Javion Hamlet. I had a word, but I kind of want to change it, but I'm Captain. Like, <sighs> it's mine. You took my word. That, you were not thinking of that word. I was, but I got a better one. Synergy. General. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, sure. Got him. I don't even think we need to go in depth about Javion. No, Javion's amazing. Javion's been terrific. <laughs> Thing is, early in the season, obviously he wasn't good early in the season. Like, Who would have thought that he would just like completely break ankles multiple times in one play and then hit a mid-range just in, in their faces? I wouldn't have thought I remember that. early in the season, I was like, man, his favorite player is Kyrie Irving. Loves Kyrie Irving. Tweets about him all the time. And I was like, man, you know, I don't really see the Kyrie Irving in his game. You see it now. And <laughs> now I see it because like I always associate whoever you your favorite player is, you you want to be like them out in some extent, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Simmons' favorite player was Tim Duncan. You see that a little bit. And I was always like, all right, let's see if Javion can get that like Kyrie ability to him and he's shaking the hell out of people right now. So glad he's oh, there. not only that, he's finding he's making shots off the backboard in multiple places. Kinda like Kyrie, I guess. There you go. There you go. All right, Zach Simmons. Mm, cornerstone. I was going to say anchor. Okay, same thing. But the thing is, he hasn't been terrific. don't think he needs to be now. But he doesn't point. need to be. He terrific. doesn't need to be. He anymore. just needs to be effective. We thought we both came in the season thinking he was going to be MVP. He doesn't need to be MVP for this team to be good, obviously. Yeah. It's just he needs to be there. Serviceable. Not even serviceable. He's He, he, he can be really good. It's just it won't fill the stat sheet. No, yeah. I mean, as long as he rebounds well, as long as he... Doesn't foul out of games, and as long as he can score in the post and handle double teams, he's great. Uh, Dangu, we talked about James Reese. We didn't give them names, though. Oh, my God. You really want to give... All right, Dangu. Panther. Shout out his brother. 
This is brother's name. I forgot, right? Yeah, his brother's name is Panther Goo. What a what a live name. That's pretty good. Uh, start, electric. Start calling me electric. Start calling me tiger. Stop. Electric is gonna be my <laughs> my mine for dang. Because when he does something, it's like it's like dumb. you know you yeah. know what happened. Yeah. Okay. James Reese. Hmm. This is tough. Some like a. Some like a. Do you? Nothing came to you. Not really. What's the first thing you thought of, James Reese? I thought of Rube Hamilton, but that can't. <laughs> can't work. <laughs> <laughs> James Reese is like the. Uh, <clears throat> okay, he's like a. Okay, I got my word. Go ahead. Potential. I like it. I like it. He shows flashes. If he's able to put it together. Like, late in shot clock situation, when they give him the ball, and he just, like, dribble, like, drives in, and then just pulls up, and it's, like, a beautiful shot and goes in. Yes. Like, please stay close to your mic, Colin. Don't do that again. Sorry. He just showed off his imaginary handles there. And yeah, it was really bad. This is why. I shot at my chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we've seen flashes from him. And we have. We need to uh, For sure. see it all. You didn't come up with your James word, Reese okay. is, like, a... It's like a, this is two words, jump rope. It's like a jump rope. No, that's one word. He's, he's like a, and I'm not saying that because he can jump. I'm saying it because like it's this old, it's reliable thing that you know it's going to be there. He plays defense. He can make the open three. He's only shooting like 33% this season, but I feel like, again, I'm waiting for him to get hot. And jump rope is an essential thing that this team needs. James Reese. That's kind of lame, but we'll go with it. I like it. Uh, th- uh, Thomas Bell, we already did. We didn't make you, a name. What, what name do you have? Dumbbell. Not, not, uh, not because he's dumb. I'm just saying dumbbell because he's this athletic guy. See, That's this is, we shouldn't have done this segment. This is just going to get us in trouble. <laughs> That's all this is going to yeah, do. That was, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Solid. All right. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Ex- excellent. <laughs> DJ Draper. Drape juice. Can't think of anything else. What did they? What did they call him on the Twitter? Account? Don't even look. We're not at the nickname portion of the podcast. Put it down. I didn't know we had a nickname. Portion. You said that opening the podcast, so put it down. I thought that we were going to include in here. No, uh, these are nicknames. Clearly, what is he shooting on the season now? Fifty-four point two percent from three. Yeah, drape juice. If I can't use that, it's going to be drip. Fun fact: He has not made a shot inside the three-point line all year. That's weird. That is well, wild, right? How many did he actually make last year, though? I don't know, but he's only taken four inside the paint this year, and he hasn't made any of them. <laughs> That's awesome. In 357 minutes. How many players do you think could play basketball at this level and not have a shot? 357 <laughs> minutes. How many attempts? Four. No, like total attempts, shot attempts. 63. So 59. Uh, DJ Draper. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my word is. It's Drape. Drape use. Uh Rose. Wilting, wilting, wilting rose thorns. No, it's not a thorn. He's because that thorn is still deadly. I'm just thinking rose. No, like he's a thorn <laughs> in his own side. He's just like okay. He just you know. This is like a big like therapy session. He I just tried. Like. You see, you see, okay. There's two versions of rose for this team. You have the rose that knows his role, and then you have the rose that thinks he's back. <laughs> And then he's like dribbling around doing spin moves, and then it's like a brick. Well, the <laughs> thing is also the rose. The rose that knows his role also plays defense, 
and he got beat at least twice. He gave up an and one actually on one of the back doors. Then yeah. I was like, all right, let's know. Let's get him out of here. But we can call him Icing. That's, That's his name. Icing. There you go. Okay, who else we got here? Who else we got here? Uh, Maya. Stop gap. Alante. Alante holds in 2.0. <laughs> That's rude. That's mean. That's what that is. It's not rude. Alante was good. Larry Weiss. Sad. Casper. <laughs> you just instantly had that off rip like <laughs> no that's messed up but no yeah uh i've been kind of surprised that jalen jackson's surpassed him but yeah we need to talk about that like we said jalen yeah. jackson has that translatable skill man he can yeah like you said with brian play that defense man he can mm-hmm. play that defense that's what he can do jalen jackson lockdown clamps clamps that's a good one Colin. that's a good one all right i think that's everybody jj murray's the last one great guy Engineer. Engineer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. There right. we go. While we're here, let's just uh, let's just whoop out these nicknames while we have them. I don't know if I remember. Oh, let me get them on Twitter. Okay, I remember a few of them. Hold on. We have okay. Javion Hamlets is Chef Ham. <laughs> he needs a, he needs a way more unique one than that. We're gonna have to come up with one. What, what are you what are you suggesting? Clint? I don't know, but it can't be Chef Ham because it's like it's like a it's like Steph Curry knockoff. Yeah, and first of all, if his favorite player is Kyrie Irving, we already have an issue. Then you got Jalen Jackson, who is J Headband Jack. <laughs> Chef Ham is cooking. <laughs> Mo buckets. Mo buckets. Is Mo fine. buckets or Mo money. Mo money can't be a nickname. Mo money is like something okay. he gives. Okay. Mo problems. Ooh, that's that's good. That's good. Big shot Mo. No, that, I'm just reading off the North Texas basketball can't Twitter. Be big shot Mo. J Headband Jack with the stealing bucket. Oh, here's a good one. I I like this one actually. DJ Draper. They call him the Juice Man. Juice Man's good. I like Juice Man. It, it makes Drape Juice seem a lot less childlike. <laughs> juice juice man. man. That's pretty. I feel good like one. Zach needs one. I feel like Juice Man. Big Z. Big Z. What's what's another word for fundamental? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Anyways. I feel like if I ever were to make a graphic of DJ, it'd have to have like a juice box of like high C in his hand while he's like hitting the three. No, just behind him. Just a giant one behind him while he shoots. That's what it has to be. Okay, Colin. We did our roster rundown. Let's look ahead real quick. Let's see. UTSA UTEP. NTSN asked us. It was the only question we received. NTSN asked us, how do we think they're going to handle Javon Jackson? I think they're going to have a guy glued to him the whole entire time. B. Reese. Who's guards Keaton Wallace? Who, who, who are you more afraid of, first of all? It's Javon Jackson. Of course. Of course. So of course. they're going to glue Reese to him. And then JV on or something. And he is not going to move. There's He's not going to help. They he's, run him off a lot of screens, man. He's going to be gonna, really interesting. He's going to have to just stay on him. And then whenever he's tired, they're going to throw Jalen in the game. Jalen Jackson. And Jalen's going to have That's to That's what I want to see. Jackson versus Jackson. That's going to be Jethead Man Jack. J, 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 J headband Jack. J headband. That's what I'm excited to see it because I think, man, because even if as long as you hold Javon to under like 29, 28, <laughs> that's so many. Don't let him. Don't let him drop thirty on you. Half half of what they're averaging last six games. They can shoot threes too. Like yeah. Keen Wallace, they have some forwards that can shoot threes. It's it's a potent team. They beat La Tech by almost twenty. Yeah, like this is it's a good team. So that's why I'm really interested to see if they. Holding this team to under 60 is going to be a 
If they did that, it's gonna be impossible. Just write their ticket. I just to, don't. To I just don't. Think, I just don't think it's gonna be possible. And so even if you give up seventy points to this team, again, it's gonna be their offense. Are they gonna be able to score an efficient rate? Are they gonna? How are they gonna be able to score? They're gonna have to not have those eight minute slumps. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna have to close the game out well. They that was a big concern from a lot of people. Is are they gonna be able? You know, why have they not been able to like score against Louisiana Tech and Rice in the last like five minutes? I just think that. It's just kind of ha- it's basketball. I, yeah. I don't know what to say. I, the shots aren't bad. I yeah. I, didn't, I don't have a problem with the the looks really, and especially Louisiana Tech. Like I said, I th- think they were just caught off guard. But um, yeah, they're gonna have to play really well against UTSA, and that's the game that I'm. It's like, gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see what Grant does defensively because for sure you rely so much on pushing guys to the baseline, helping, but I don't think you can take a guy off. Javon Jackson, just because of how fast he's able to make something happen yeah. out of nothing. So yeah, and then UTEP, like we said, they have a lot of weapons, but they haven't been able to like put it together. They lost two really close games to start a conference play. They've lost a lot of close games, and they're a physical team. They're a big team, and I am. Uh, I'm also concerned about that game, low key. But I said coming out of this that I just wanted to split these next two games. Yeah, I'm fine with splitting them. See, but is are we settling, Colin? No, I don't think we're settling. But you can't expect to win every game. I know, but they they have they, almost fair. Fair. They <laughs> like, have. The only one I'm really afraid of is Javon Jackson because North Texas hasn't seen a team with a guy that can just completely win a game by himself. They've like, seen better players, but they haven't. They've seen, seen better players, but they haven't seen an, a guy who shoots that much. <laughs> right. They haven't seen a volume shooter like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's different. It is different. <sighs> okay. Um. And lastly. I want to do one of these every week. Yeah, probably every week. Where do we, where do we think that? Okay, so so you're predicting them. You're still predicting them to win conference right now. What do you think their record will be at the end of the conference play? Thirteen five. How many? Eighteen games. Yeah, they're at six and one right now. Fourteen, fifteen wins. I'll go fifteen wins. Fifteen wins. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested for pool play. Because being in that first pool is going to be really fun. Yeah. La Tech, Western, Florida, Charlotte. I said Florida just because I didn't know which Florida school, but <laughs> either one. But yeah, as you can tell in our voice, it is 1230-ish. What time is it? Late. 12.03. Okay. I think we did our podcast. We did it great. What is it? We have 54 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. Do we have anything else we need to say? I don't think so. All right. And if if we do, then we'll talk to them again on Sunday. Things must be a short week. We gotta we gotta hit the gotta get gotta recover our brains. I know. I know. I know, Colin. Man. Um Bruni and I have a special project coming up that you guys will see soon. I already told my parents. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know that it's real good if he's already told his parents. My mom's excited. She doesn't know what it is, but she's excited. Just so, know here we go. Is that it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good. It's going to be really good. I think y'all are going to like it a lot. And we're going to try to do more of them in the future. But we can't tell you what it is, so sorry. We can't tell you what it is. Sorry. But next Friday, roughly. Yes. <laughs> That's the goal. So, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see y'all. Um, we'll do our post-game stuff and our post-game Twitter breakdown and whatnot on Thursday and Saturday. Um, Yeah, we're going to get back to get to work. And North Texas has two days off. And I will do a story. We're just going to keep the stories coming. We've had stories every day. 
on Mingreen 24-7. So check all that out on Mingreen247.com. That's who we do this for. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on Mingreen 24-7 on, um, on Apple. And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Uh, leave us a rating and a review on Apple, please, and thank you. Just tell us we're so good. Tell us we're, we are the Mo Gibson and Javion Hamlet of podcasting. And we can't take that title away from them. They have to, they have to keep their own. Who's who's better, Javion and Mo at basketball, or us at podcasting? I'll let the I'll let the fans answer that. Us, us, <laughs> definitely us. Now who's who? That's the better question. I'm Javion. You're definitely Javion. I don't have a handle. <laughs> <laughs> all right i also can't shoot so. so so yeah leave us a rating and a review tell your friends about us i'm missing a plug i don't know oh twitter's mean green 24 7 on twitter uh retweet us you know do all the good stuff cjh mitchell math Mat- matthew bruni underscore it is late i hope you enjoyed this i wanted to drop this early on a tuesday yeah on a tuesday morning just for y'all so that way y'all have Tuesday to listen to it, Wednesday to listen to it, and Thursday. Three days, Colin. You're such a great guy. And even you can even listen to it after UCSA, but only if they win. Yeah, because then, then our takes might be a little yeah, a little iffy. Yeah. So but hey, they're gonna win. So So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see y'all when North Texas is eight and one in conference play. Wow, that's crazy. That's gonna happen. <laughs> hey, let's just start rattling off crazy things right now, Colin. Just okay, free flowing. Uh, free can't flowing. wait for them to get ranked top twenty-five. Okay, next week. <laughs> all right, there we go. We did it. Okay, for Colin Mitchell, my Mitchell, who is not present with us tonight, but here in spirit as always. For Colin Mitchell, my Mitchell, and myself, Matthew Bruni. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>